0: Hi there. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Christina Jolly and I'm your host. And we are talking about how is your heart. Um, This is actually going to be part two. The first um, message for this particular series was back, um, I believe it was February 2nd. If you have a chance, I really encourage you to go back because that one was a really good um, message where I asked you really just to really examine your own heart posture And, um, and ask yourself some really hard questions about your heart posture and where you are at the end of the day. So the whole premise of this particular podcast series is based on Proverbs 4.23. I'll read it for you again. It says above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. it's really interesting that god tells us in his word that above anything else we are to guard our heart we are to put like a gate around our heart we are to be mindful of what we allow to come into our yard per se you think about this go with me on a visual here you have a home you have a gate um in front of your home and what you allow to come into your uh, yard per se is really, really important because God tells us that everything we do flows from our heart. And oh my goodness, are we living in a time right now where everything that we do, it literally flows from our heart. And last week we, um, If you didn't get a chance to listen to Paula, she's actually a trauma coach. She helps people work through um, traumatic events. um, And she spoke on the podcast last week. And I just want to touch a little bit on that because um, I think when we think about trauma, I just want us to be mindful of, you know, the definition um, that I found was an emotional response to a distressing experience. And that can mean a lot of different things when we talk about trauma. And I'm just really um, leaning in and learning more about trauma. Um, you know, as a life coach, um, not only am uh, do I, you know, see some of the things or hear about some of the things that you know people go through as a traumatic event. Um, in their life, whether it be as a young child, as a teenager, even or as an adult, but I myself, not only am I a life coach, but I'm in life coaching. I'm in a really awesome, awesome um, life coaching uh, group called the Refrained Life Coaching with Jennifer Allwood. She's actually my business and, and faith Um, mentor as well but she is a certified life coach and um, every month in this particular group she's talking about different things to help us reframe our mind and in the last couple of um, weeks we've talked a lot about trauma and again it's an emotional response to a distressing experience so something happens right? And I think some of the most common traumatic experiences that we could think of is like perhaps the death of a loved one, right? It could be a car accident. It could be an assault, whether it be a physical or, um, a sexual assault, a military experience, you know, war, combat, or perhaps it could even be, um, a traumatic event that happened that you don't necessarily think of oh yeah that is a traumatic event and so I was really thinking about that and really doing my research before I came on here and talked to you and one of the things that I uh, found was you know if you moved around a lot as a kid you know in other words you didn't grow up in a very stable home environment um, that can be pretty traumatic for a kid and I was thinking about my dad so um you know my dad is 71 years old and you know there are you know certain things or certain stories that I hear from his childhood and one of the things that stands out and one of the things that really affected him and his siblings was that they moved around a lot as a, as a kid right um, they moved from home to home to home um, they struggled a lot financially, and so they had to move a lot, you know, they had to go to different schools, and his parents divorced, and I can't remember, I don't remember, um, or maybe I've never really asked my dad how old they were when, uh, his parents divorced, and that being said, he was, um, separated from his siblings, so he has, or he had one brother, my uncle passed away, um, maybe about a year ago and then um he had four uh siblings four sisters right and when his parents divorced the boys which was my dad and my uncle went to go live with their dad my grandfather the girls stayed with their mom my grandmother and they were separated as siblings right Now, you're talking about many, many years ago, right? And, uh, you know, things were just very, very different. And my dad would cry for his sisters because he wanted to obviously be with them, see them, be around them, you know, live in the same house that they had once lived in. And now this traumatic event of them being separated was really hard on him, you know? And my dad is pretty tender hearted. He wears his heart on his sleeve and uh, that really affected him. And so moving around a lot as a kid, perhaps another traumatic event that you may not think of right away is maybe you didn't have enough food growing up. You know, maybe the finances were really, really tight. Maybe you went to bed hungry and you didn't get food, right? Or there wasn't enough food, right? The basic necessities also like of, um, you know, again, the food, the shelter, the clothing, you know, all of those things can also be a traumatic event. And one of the things that I'm really just like really leaning in and learning is, you know, God's word tells us in Matthew 545 that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Meaning, you know, the way I've heard it best described is by actually my faith and business mentor. Um, She says, none of us get out of this life without anything traumatic or something affecting us. In other words, you know, something happening to us. I think it's, it's, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're rich, you're poor, you were born into this family, you were born into that family. We don't get out of this life without something traumatic happening to us now some of us go through really traumatic experiences and some of us it's not as traumatic right so I want to revisit something that I've talked about previously in this podcast and you know when I said the death of a loved one it's going to be 12 years this year that we lost my brother-in-law and he was married to my oldest sister and he um was oh my gosh, Paul was um, a man of God. Paul was um, joyful, helpful, a very great son in law to my parents. He was a great uncle. Um, he was um, just a people person. People really enjoyed his presence, enjoyed who he was. Um, he was very good at what he did in his work. Um, he actually worked at a local paint store, um, and you know, customers would come in specifically ask for him because he could match up like the paint and, um, he was just an overall good guy, you know, he just really was. And I, you know, it's going to be 12 years this uh, year and when his death happened in my family. I'm going to tell you that obviously that was nothing that anybody could see coming. Absolutely nothing Uh, because for one, my brother-in-law was pretty healthy. He was not sick and it was something that really just happened very quickly. Within a 24 hour period of him going to the hospital uh, because he was not feeling well. And then within, like I said, the 24 hour period, he was gone. He was dead. And it was really, really hard for my entire family to really just process that. So, you know, obviously, different family members processed that traumatic experience in such a different way. Some people got really, really angry. Some people um, fell into depression. Some people refused to deal with it. Um, And then some people just clung on to their faith. I mean, everybody was different, right? And so with that being said, it was not obviously an easy thing to process. And I'm a huge, huge um, advocate for counseling. I'm a huge advocate for getting the help that you need. Um, And I want to tell you that... uh, there are some practical ways, obviously, to deal with these traumatic events. And one is, obviously, when you don't deal with the issues, you suppress it, you say, you know what, um, I'm not gonna deal with this at this time. You know, it really, really affects you. Um, I've seen this firsthand in my, in my own family on how, Um, my brother-in-law's, um, death has really affected some of our family members. And again, finding the right help and acknowledging that you just cannot process whatever it is that's happened, whether it be a death, a car accident, whatever, whatever kind of trauma. Um, and you feel like you just cannot process it on your own. There's nothing wrong with getting any kind of help. There's nothing wrong with seeking a counselor. There are, you know, Christian-based, spiritual-led, Holy Ghost-driven counselors in this world. Um, And I think it's a really good idea that if you are struggling with some kind of a past traumatic event, and perhaps, you know, when something happens, it's like you get triggered all over again. I think it's a really good idea to seek counseling. Um, and there's, it's not a sign saying that you're weak and that you can't handle it, but, uh, but by not handling it, number two, people don't get the best version of you. There's an unhealed version because you have failed to deal with whatever it is that you, um, you know, have gone through. And I can tell you for me personally, had my faith not been rooted in Jesus, had I not been rooted rooted in my belief that, you know, I, I don't understand. I do not understand why that happened with my brother-in-law. And um, the way I personally chose to deal with it, and this is just my personal experience, I really just decided to just mentally in my mind get a box and put it in my box of I do not understand when I get to heaven I may (laughs) have the courage to ask God why did you take my brother-in-law who was oh my gosh he was so instrumental strong um, a key family member in my family why did you choose to take him? I might have the courage to ask God that, I don't know but at this time I've just chosen to cling and at that time when it happened I really clung on to my faith I really just said I don't know why this happened but I do know that God is good and so I didn't turn to anger and again this is my own personal experience so you know if you've dealt with something and that's how you dealt with it, that's how you dealt with it, you know? But for me personally, I knew I needed to be strong. I knew I needed to be there for my sister. Um, This was her husband for almost 20 years. And I just saw my entire family literally falling apart. Like nobody could keep it together. And rightfully so, I mean, it was a traumatic event. And so for me, I just knew that I had to keep it together. I didn't suppress it. There were times where I would break down. There were times where he helped me um, do my yard. I was a single mom at that time. And there were times where, you know, I would call him and say, hey, I really need your help with the yard. <laughs> and. Um, have a really love hate relationship with the weed eater <laughs> and my brother-in-law could weed eat like nobody's business like the straight line and we always had this understanding I'll, I'll cut the yard I'll you know uh, cut the yard with the lawnmower and you do the weed eating because the weed eater and I were never friends and um, you know there were times where I'd have to I'd have to do my own yard and I would think about it you know Um, At that time, he was helping me take my daughter to work. My daughter was working um, at that time. She was, I think, 16 or 17, single mom. I worked on Sundays uh, because I was working full-time in ministry at my church. And sometimes she would need a ride. So my brother-in-law would come pick her up and that was like their time just to kind of, you know, uh, catch up and just be with one another. And, um, you know, uh, you know, there's those times where I just think of that. And so when I say that, you know, how it affects you and your, um, how people don't get the best of you if you don't heal what I mean by that is that it not only affects you personally. So there's another Bible scripture that I actually referenced today. It's Proverbs 17:22. It says a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And so when you don't have a cheerful heart, a joyful heart, a merry heart, It really just crushes your bones, meaning that it starts to affect your health, um, your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, right? It affects who you are as a person. Remember, God's Word tells us to, above all else, guard our heart. It starts to affect who we are as a person. So, what I want to encourage you today with is if there is something in your life past even present that you're just for whatever reason you're choosing not to deal with it I want to encourage you you need to deal with it whatever it is because God's word tells us that we need to guard our heart I think a lot of the things that we're seeing right now in our current world it's a heart issue it really really is um gosh I wish I could Let me see if I can pull up, um, there was a quote that I saw, um, by a pastor during the week, and I thought, oh my goodness, like, that is so, like, um, oh, that is so true. He wrote on his Facebook page, and this is Pastor Rod Parsley, um, I, I've listened to him a couple of times, um, but... I can't really tell you very much about him, but I, I do know he has a huge ministry and the quote that he p- uh, posted was, the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. i want to say that again. The heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. I want you to let that sink in. And... Again, like I said, we're living in a time right now where there's so much, there's so much things that are going on, right? Um, A lot of unjust things, um, a lot of um, hate crimes, a lot of um, just shootings and killings. And I was telling my husband the other day that I honestly think it's a heart issue it's really an issue of the heart and you may or may not agree with me on that and that's okay it's my personal opinion um but i think that once we get our heart in check and that's why i really encouraged you in that first episode to really examine your own heart because if you don't and you leave things unresolved you leave things unhealed it leads to bitterness, it leads to rage, it leads to resentment, it leads to unforgiveness. Oh gosh, we could talk about that all day, every day. I mean, it just leads to so many things. And also to things in your physical, like health, like stress, worry, anxiety, Guys, God didn't want us, does not want us to live that kind of a life. So when I say guard your heart, I mean really like guard your heart. Guard what you see. Guard your eye gates. What you hear. The people that you surround yourself with. Guarding your heart is so much more than just, you know, I'm just going to, you know, guard with what I allow in, but also to the people that are around me, you know, if you're surrounded, we've talked about this before, if you're surrounded with people who are full of gossip, hate, mistrust, they, they just love just to talk about and point out, um, the ugliness and other people run. <laughs> I cannot tell you just run from those people. I'm not saying there's anything bad. But you have to, and you have the responsibility to guard your own heart and what you allow inside of your heart. Because if you don't, it just, there's like a ripple effect of so much that actually starts to really show up in your own life. Okay. And today, I think it's National um, Act of uh, Kindness Day. You know, and, um, you know, I I don't know if I've ever shared that this with you. Um, but being kind is actually one of my core values. Um, being kind is something you actually have to work uh, on daily. God tells us to love, but he never tells us to be kind. Um, and, or at least I don't think he does, but, uh, and if he does, Hey, check me on that. But one of the things that I have as a core value is to be kind. And I learned that from my pastor. That was one of our core values of our church, and it still is. Be kind and loving in all you do. And today as I record this on National Act of Kindness Day, be kind. You know, um, guard your heart, but you can also be kind. So I hope this blessed you. I know I went a little long, but I just really felt led to really share uh, more about trauma, the meaning, some of the things behind the trauma, how we react. And um, if this blessed you, I pray that you leave me a review, that you let me know how it helped. And uh, you know what? Tell me how you're going to be kind. (laughs) I would love to hear that. And if you haven't already gotten my 30-day devotional, it is faith to believe a 30-day devotional to shift your faith and your mindset to believe for bigger. Uh, You can actually get it on christinajolly.com. It's an ebook. You can download it. It's 1597. And, um, I pray that it blesses you. Um, I know it will. Um, I talk a lot about uh, mindset in that and your identity in Christ. So I pray that you get that today. And, um, you know, stay connected with me at christinajolly.com. I send out a weekly newsletter and I would love to hear back from you. Love to hear your thoughts. And again, this is just my thoughts on guarding your heart and trauma. And, uh, I pray that, you know, that you are blessed this week. Okay. Know that God is good and that you are extremely blessed. All right. I'll talk to y'all later, my friends.